1: Great to be back with you, folks. I'm certainly thankful that you take the time to uh, tune into this broadcast or listen to us on the internet, whatever the case may be. It's a great honor. Thanks for being part of this community. I'm so excited. So we went through this narcissistic personality disorder. We talked about different folks and different ways folks suffer from PTSD, and we really spent the... Last five or six months, dealing a lot with that. And and I told you, as we went through that, we would take a week or two and we'd bring some people in who who've been through some stuff. And yesterday, you got to hear from Lauren Lauren, uh, and what she went through and her story. And I want to take an opportunity this morning to, to hear from Eric, her husband, and uh, just to let you guys know that I hold both of these folks in high esteem. And I kind of met them through their church. Their, their former church when they lived up in Virginia was a supporter of Debbie and I for many years. And It's just been a great blessing. Eric's a veteran. I'm not going to get into his testimony, but I I think you're really going to enjoy that. Let me start by saying good morning, Eric. Good morning, Doug. Thank you for being with us, brother. So just to give you guys some quick background, and you heard Lauren yesterday, they've been through some stuff. And, you know, we as people go through stuff. And and there's things that happen that kind of turn our worlds upside down. So so I've been thinking about a verse or so to open this up and get Eric going this morning. And, and what came to my mind uh, today is Psalm 56, 3 and 4. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear, what flesh can do unto me. And I, I picked that verse, you know, Eric's one of these cerebral steadfast guys. I i don't know him great. Uh, uh, he's been over my house. I've met him and his wife in person just just once or twice up there at the church and then down here in our home. Uh, but I've got to know him a little bit. And he's one of these cerebral guys. And you heard from Lauren yesterday, and I had mentioned to Eric and Lauren just, uh, just a while ago that I think that Eric is a, a little bit on the cerebral side and Lauren is a little bit like me, a little more emotional. And some of you may, you can, we fit into those categories, don't we? I've never met anybody who's in the middle, Eric, but you. it seems like you're a cerebral guy, but catch us up on your testimony. So we heard from Lauren yesterday and we'd love to hear your testimony and how things went for you during those times.
2: Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, so for us, it kind of started, um, just when I was getting out of the military, um, that was, that was a huge transition, uh, for us. And, you know, with that, you know, you kind of have, uh, an identity crisis, um, along with that because you're, uh, transitioning from you're a staff sergeant in the air force and then you go to complete civilian and you just change everything. So, uh, just that, that, initial getting out and moving. Um, it it was a lot for, well
1: well, do this if you don't mind, brother, Eric, explain just in case some people came on today and didn't hear yesterday and Lauren's situation. Now, why did you get out of the air force? What happened to, uh, have you transition?
2: Yeah. So, um, it it had to do with the, um, the COVID-19 shot. Um, you know, I had personal, um, well, religious beliefs and also personal convictions as to why I didn't want to take it. Um, so, w- with that, you know, I was standing on my, standing my ground as to what I believed about it. I was one of the first people, um, if not the first in my unit, to uh, begin that process of trying to get a religious exemption uh, through the Air Force, and uh, it seemed like they were just um, blanket denying uh people's exemptions. And um and I was at the end of my uh enlistment and um, you know, I had had a choice to make. I could either, you know, keep trying to fight through this or get out. And, you know, that was a very challenging decision for me because like, no, I thought I was gonna stay in the military for 20 years. Um, you know, God had other plans and God had also been in the background um working on my heart about ministry and to me, this, uh, this is a potential way of him getting me out of the military and kind of pushing me in that direction. Um, so from there, um, we, we were looking at a place to move into, uh, it was a rental house and it turns out there was mold and, uh, and that just, the whole thing just ended up going sour. And, um, so with that, we, we ended up moving two times in like one week. And then after, uh, that whole situation, we didn't really know what to do or where to go. And, um, so we ended up staying at the church and we were living there for, oh man, it was close anywhere from a month to two months. And, um, and luckily we had some friends at the church, you know, like, Hey, come on, uh, you come stay with us for a little bit. And um, you know, don't, don't stay on that pullout couch <laughs> it's giving us all kind of back problems, but, um, yeah, so he, he was kind enough to let us stay with him and, wonderful. Uh, and, you know, we were, we were thankful that, you know, he was willing to do that and, um, and, you know, help us get up on our feet a little bit more. And, um, at the time, you know, I had, I had a job. Um, so, you know, we were, we are kind of homeless, but we were, at least weren't jobless, but, you know, th- and that's that's the thing. Uh, you know, we can always thank the Lord for, like, regardless of what situation we've been through, the Lord has always been providing for us. Um, you know, we we've always had, you know, food on our table. We've had clothes. We've had everything we needed. And des- despite you know all the um, unknown and any fears that we might have had, um, he was he was always there with us. And um, you know, he he was you know, using kind people at the church to let us, them for a little bit. And then, um, and then amongst all that, we had the, uh, the housing market, you know, that started going crazy. Yeah. So that, that just, you know, made everything even harder than we'd hoped they'd be. So, um, so so basically,
1: so, so basically you, you're, you have an air force career, you're, you're thinking, uh, like I, I'm retired army, I guess your, your father-in-law, when he was alive, he was retired from the military. And, and so mm-hmm. you're thinking, you know, I am doing this 20 year hitch and all of a sudden COVID comes along and just totally turns your life upside down. And in the midst of that, you know, they I, I mean, it sounds like you, the air force said you had to go and, but thank God you got a job. You ended up renting a place that you thought was okay. And you found out you know, we're going to get sick. If we're here, you end up in a church. So this is kind of, wow. And then thankfully your friend let you live there. So your situation went from probably, you know, when you're in the air force of living a really good life and saying, man, look at us, we're doing great <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to what in yes, the world is did. going on. Is that, is that what you're thinking?
2: Pretty much. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a struggle for sure. Um, you know, i'll I'll admit i was a lot more optimistic getting out and thinking that things were going to work out a lot better but um you know it life throws curveballs at you and um and you know we started looking for housing and we stayed in a hotel for about a month or two and uh even then it was just there's just the constant you know day-to-day are we gonna find a home you know is this going to be permanent You, you get all these thoughts in your head and you know um, especially with, with my wife, you know, the, those desperate thoughts of, oh, we're going to be stuck living this way for forever or, yeah. um, longer than we'd like to. And, you know, well, got and you guys, now, how long
1: were you married at this point? So you, you have a little girl and you guys have been married at the point of getting uh, out of the air force for,
2: mm-hmm. um, about seven years. Wow.
1: What a change. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, huge uh, change. Yeah, and so were you in the Air Force the whole time you were married?
2: Uh, yes, yes. Uh, we got uh, married. <laughs> we actually we had a courthouse wedding the day I graduated basic training.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so you guys, your whole life, what you know is the Air Force. And, yes, sir. Uh, so now, how? I guess I I'm, I'm asking the little stories here on the side now you guys internally must be going crazy at this point.
2: Yes. Um, it, you, you, we got to the point of being where we're at. Um, it, for, well, for me, I'm, for the most part, I'm a level-headed person. And, you know, e- even, even when things seem very difficult, yeah, you, know, you might get the thoughts of, you know, when, when is this going to end or when are we going to move on? But, you know, I always try to stay optimistic and, you know, trust the Lord. And, you know, part, part of that military training is, you know, you don't have, you have that don't quit attitude, you don't give up. So that definitely, you know, helped out, helped out a lot. But, um, I know for Lauren, you know, it was something that, uh, it was really hard for her to handle.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, hearing her testimony yesterday of everything going on and I, I mean, You know, listen, folks, we're right up against letting these stations uh, do what they got to do. So in just a minute, we'll come back, but we're going to continue on uh, with Eric's story and and how God brought him to where they're at now. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Thank you.
0: Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
1: So Eric, I, I mean, you're out of the Air Force. You lived with this, these family and friends, and then I, I, you get an apartment. And I mean, what's life like for you guys at this point?
2: Yeah. So, um, at first, the apartments, you know, it it seemed like it was a nice thing. You know, we, we could kind of get settled somewhere and figure life out, and um, you know, let let the housing market see where that was going to go and um and a lot of unexpected things happened and um it a lot of it was build up of little things um you know health fears health anxieties um you know asbestos and i, I think that that was a huge one for my wife was um she had just developed this Uh, health anxiety towards asbestos and from doing so much research about housing and uh, and all these other things. And, um, and then, you know, finding out that the apartment we lived in was, you know, older and it was built during the time where they they could have used asbestos. And um, so that, so it ended up as she was having that, we ended up having this um, problem with the, 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 plumbing and so the these the plumbers ended up having to come over. They ended up cutting into the wall, and you know all my wife could think about was there's probably asbestos everywhere, mm. um, and it just led her into this deep um, researching about it, and it it started uh, her having sleepless nights, and um, which eventually it turned into insomnia, and amongst that, um, eventually she started having panic attacks. Wow. Um, cause there, there was one night, um, it it, panic attacks can almost trick you into thinking somebody's having a heart attack. Um, because that can be so bad. Same that Um,
1: anxiety has the same kind of feel mm -hmm. like, am I able to breathe? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And because I I I remember, um, it was nighttime and she, she was just kind of shaky and I remember her, her blood pressure um, went, it skyrocketed, went through the roof and um, and I, and I believe it dropped back down again. And if I recall, she, she might've been kind of pale and, you know, so I'm, I'm wondering if she's having a heart attack or, you know, or, or it could have been anxiety and, um, and, you know, it, it's moments like that, that you're, It really kind of shakes you and you're you know you're hoping everything's okay and you know thankfully it was um but amongst all that we we had built up a lot of fears um throughout our journey and one one of them was you know because the area we were living in wasn't the greatest as far as crime um, and you know, we're, we're con- I was very concerned as a father putting my family in a safe area. I, w- I wanted them to be safe. I didn't want them to be around high crime or shooting or anything like that. Um, any gang related violence, which they have in that up, up in that area. And I, I find it funny that all the things that happened to us, that the Lord let it happen. I, I personally believe that God was using these situations to show us that we can trust Him. But um, there was a shooting right outside of our apartment, and it was like during the Thanksgiving time frame. I, I was working on our car, <laughs> which that was another situation we uh, had. I had to fix both cars because they were having issues, and uh, I was I was replacing stuff in the engine. And I don't know what it was. I guess maybe I got a little bit discouraged and i just happened to go inside the house and see if dinner was ready and not too much long later maybe 20 minutes there's you hear it, pop 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 wow and it was it was right outside our apartment so there there's a guy that was living uh, across from us um someone had sent a hitman to go take him out and uh so, funny enough the hitman uh didn't exactly do the job he came to do he actually ended up getting killed the other guy lived so uh wow it was just it was just crazy to hear everything that was going on but the the funny thing of it all is that was one of the very things we were concerned about and it happened but at the same time we realized you know we're here we're fine god took care of us and i think i think that was one of the lessons that we learned throughout This trial and tribulation journey that we were having is that, you know, no matter where you are, what you're doing, um, what trial you're going through, God is there. He's with you. You just have to trust in that he is. You have to believe that he is. And yet you have to understand that there's nothing outside of his control. There's nothing that he can't do, that he can't totally take your world and fix it. No matter where you are. You yeah. just you just have to trust him.
1: Wow. So wait a minute now. So you're you you're outside working on the car, you go and eat. And mm-hmm. uh and as soon as you get in the house, you hear the shots. I mean you you hear the shots when they happen?
2: Yes, yes, because we we were uh I mean, it was it was pretty loud. I mean it was pretty close. Uh, my wife was running to the back of the house uh to go see, you know, who was driving off or what was going on and I went and picked up the lane off the couch and ran back there with her. Um, I mean, you're, you're, we were concerned that, you know, bullets might end up flying into our apartment or, you know, yeah. somewhere nearby. So. Um, wow. So, you
1: know, I, I keep thinking about the nest being shaken up, you know, yes. sometimes, you know, you know the Eagle shakes up the nest until the little Eagle, it flies away. You know, the mm-hmm. Bible teaches us and, and so you must be thinking, man, it's one thing after the other. You know the oh yeah the Air Force thing, the house with mold, living in. And by the way, these guys went to the greatest church, uh, you know, Central over there and uh, Newport. Well, I guess you guys aren't Newport News; you were in uh,
2: uh, in uh, Yorktown.
1: Yorktown, yeah, just right up the road there, and uh, just wonderful people. John Charles, my dear friend of a couple decades, and uh, is the pastor over there. So. Thank God you had the church and the church family, Mm -hmm. but your nest over that period of, what, a year, a year and a half was just being turned upside down on you guys on a pretty regular basis.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah, amongst that, you know, we had... uh, Man. My wife had an ER visit, uh, and she started going to the doctor for... Panic attack, chest pain, chest burning, symptoms of anxiety. Um, um, Amongst that, she had a chiropractor injury and that really threw off her anxiety and her health anxiety. Um, You know, she was constantly feeling like she couldn't breathe properly. Um, And a lot of that could have very well been from uh, what the chiropractor did to us because she she had something simple with her um her neck, her collarbone, and um it, it she just really torqued her. But I think originally she went there to get something fixed, and, and it'd be, been something she uh, the chiropractor had fixed before. But um yeah, it just it ended up going really bad. Her her rib cage ended up, ended up getting torqued and all kind of cra- all kind of crazy stuff. Um, but you know, thankfully, you know, God allowed us to find a chiropractor that was able to slowly and gently fix her back. Um, and, and eventually she saw a physical therapist and they helped greatly with getting her muscles and everything back to where they needed to go. So that, that was a huge blessing. Hey, hey Eric, I hate, I hate
1: to do this, but you and I are going to have to have a part two here, in a little. but, but folks, I just want to let you know that I came mm-hmm. to know Lauren and Eric through these many trials. And uh, everything Eric's telling you is real. It's, uh, it's, it's terrible stuff they went through. It's, and, and I just want Eric to keep going to, so you know where this brought him to in his life. And, and uh, so you can add that to what Lauren said. But we really appreciate you being with us, Eric. And you need to come back so we can do tomorrow as well and let these folks know what happened. Listen, folks, we sure do love you. Pray for Eric and Lauren. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you.